This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 232 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, brought to you by Scent Crusher. Scent off, game on. Go check out the new... Oh, what is that? You're doing great. Yeah, and then you shot me with the nerf to throw it out. <laughs> Check out the new field unit, guys. We are here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, the beautiful Bucketorium, and apparently Nerf Dartatorium. <laughs> what was that, dude? I was I just, crushing I don't know, it. I don't know what came over me. I was scent crushing it. No, all right. Now I just lost it. Uh, my name is uh, Steve. Like I said, we're at lovely Sherrard, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shooting me with a nerf, nerf gun is Kurt. What's going on, everyone? Enjoying watching me get shot is uh, Eric. How's it going? Also enjoying watching me get shot is Doug. Howdy. And uh, hiding in the corner because he's afraid of violence, uh, our intern, Tank Cameron Tank. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here, guys. I don't, I don't know if it's my hands. <laughs> I, I, my hands just, they, they, they tremble. 232 episodes. Good Thank Lord. you for joining us. It uh, It seems crazy. It seems like it should just be 32, you know, fresh in the game of podcasting. Seems like yesterday we're just sitting here in lawn chairs, you know, sitting around being idiots. Yeah, we're at 32. Yeah, drinking bush light about like a bunch of dudes. Oh, 
Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of doofuses. Hey, you would think if we're 32 episodes in and we're this hot, we might, by the time we hit 232, we might be top five podcasts, but it ain't happening. It happening. It's tough out here. It's a tough industry. That's all right. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for tuning in. July 30th, our new series on Carbon TV airs. That is a Monday night. And uh, it just airs anywhere you can find the internet, so you can get on there and view that there. Um, so our, go to your local library. Yeah, go to your library, get the free Wi-Fi. Um, our episodes there will be airing every two weeks. So I will get a, I will send out a set of stickers for someone who is watching our episode using the free Wi-Fi at a McDonald's or an Arby's, and there and streaming it. Two free stickers if you can prove that. Okay, coming to you. Yep. Why are we making It's probably going to be you. <laughs> probably. This is all free, bro. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. I, I, we were going nowhere, so I let it right into so, it. So you want to go into it? All right, fine. Uh, their new field there. unit's coming out. We don't have it. It's available for order next month, I believe. Uh, but you go on their website, scentcrusher.com, and check out their all-new line of stuff. is up there on their website. The Pro Series is badass. That... It's a the new Ozone Go Max. Yep, and then the backpack, the like, like <laughs> a bow case. What? No, no, just remember something funny about the backpack. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Peep <laughs> our okay. first episode. We are off topic right now, son. We need well, to get, figure get out. back on it, Kurt. Uh, the episode is also brought to you by Elite Archery. Fitting. Uh, I can't. I can't even focus with you. Go ahead. Oh, come on, bro. It's Take fitting. It. Hey, you want to know why? I didn't know what you said. That's why I, I said fitting. You got to listen to me sometimes. Fitting because uh, Elite Archery also uh, presents Respect the Game, which Larry McCoy from Respect the Game will be on later this episode. So don't forget to check out all the new uh, bows that they got. The Ritual, the Echelon series if you want to get into Target, and then the Victory X if you're trying to ball on a budget. Yeah, That's right. definitely. That's all right. good bows. Victory X, you mean the, uh, the Enlist? No, uh, I'm sorry. If you want to... Target shoot ball on a budget. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I should have clarified. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. All good bows. Um, also brought to you by Sniper Trail Cams. Use the discount WCBH10, and you get a discount on anything sniperhuntingproducts.com. Um, their accessories, the trail cams, all that. Um, check that out. They got their new trail cam coming out. Shit, this month? I'm wrong, probably. Here soon. 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 But it's gonna. it sends video, and it's 4G. Nice. Nice. People, people last episode what was it two thirty that we did with those guys two thirty one was it two thirty one yeah because this yeah. is two thirty two so what do you got for veteran shout out mm, yeah veteran shout out is going to be first uh, I believe this is first sergeant he's retired Chad Bartlett U S Army um, this is coming from your uh, your good buddy the fucking man Tony Smith damn he says I love this guy Chad was my platoon sergeant in Iraq uh, and one of the best NCOs uh, stands for non commissioned officers. Uh, I've ever come across in my career. Always a true professional. Chad was a stellar example of a leader and an NCO. Chad is highly is a highly decorated soldier and has multiple combat tours under his belt. Uh, Tony then goes on to say, I was fortunate to have made friends with him and be able to share our passion for the outdoors together when we both managed to find time. He's an amazing guy with a huge heart and an underlying love for our great country and definitely deserves a huge shout-out. If Tony... The fucking man Smith is saying that you uh, deserve a shout out. Then you get a definite big shout out. Thank you for your service to this country, Chad Bartlett. Thanks, Chad. And, Thank uh, you. Thank don't you. forget if you guys do have a vet shout out, go to our website and there's a submission form where you can submit a vet. You know they don't even have to hunt. 
give them all the give all the information that uh, that you got on them. It goes directly to my email. So if anybody screws up, it's me. We'd love to shout it out. We love our vets, especially you, Chad. So thank you for your service. And I got to do something real quick. I got to put out a big thank you to Tony and Nicholas uh, Maleg from Wisconsin. They drove all the way down Sunday. Um, I, the old doe that I shot late last year, January sometime, uh, we talked about on the podcast, just a monster doe. I thought it was a shed buck, actually, when I walked up on her. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I accidentally shot a shed buck. Um, they drove all the way down to the house, brought us some delicious uh, – it's sun drop is what it's called, but it's like a citrus soda that's made in their area so Eric can drink it before he goes into work. And That's right. I'm glad someone's thinking about me for once. So we're all <laughs> drinking that in the studio. But a big shout-out to them guys for coming down. They hung out for a little while, and they picked up that doe skull. And Nicholas is 13, and he's learning taxidermy on his own and just doing some amazing stuff. So he's awesome. showing me pictures of all the skull mounts he's doing and just – top-notch stuff especially for a 13 year old and dude just crafty making his own forms when he does like small mammal taxidermy out of like great stuff foam in a box that he's just learning on his own Damn. on a budget and that's awesome it's really cool um so i it was cool they got to sit in here in the studio and uh we told stories and hung out for a bit so big thank you to them guys and once they get that dose go back and i just pulled the teeth out of the front jaw this is, some people don't know you can pull the front bottom teeth out, the very front two, and have them sent in and then um, into a lab, and they age them. So you get the real, actual, like, biological age of your deer. That's kind of cool. You get a little certificate and everything, too, saying yeah. what age it is. We did that all with our bucks two seasons ago. Yep. Was it? No. No, three it seasons was 15. Ago. Shit. Time Damn. is flying. That was our first fall of podcasting, actually. Wasn't it? Yeah, it uh, was. Yeah. Uh, I think so. It Maybe. was. Um, and then, uh, what, where was I going? So, yeah, he's going to do the Euro mount. And then once we find out the age and they come back to drop the euro mount off, we're going to do a podcast with them. And uh, I'll try and get Mark Rive to sit on that one for him so they can bounce some taxidermy conversation back and forth. But it was just cool to talk to him because he's 13, super young, and just has a passion for something in the outdoors. So it's, it's cool. Getting That's after it. it. Hey, so. I got I got an uh, announcement I want to make here too. Um, anyone who's in the Lost Nation area this Friday, which would be July 20th, uh, I am doing stand-up. Uh, I don't know where the bar is. I don't know how much time I'm doing. But I do know I will be doing stand-up. Lost Nation ain't very big. I heard there's only one bar this guy asked me to do the show. I'm like, sure. So if you're in Lost Lost Nation, Nation where? Iowa. I said that. Lost Nation, Iowa. Oh, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, check it out. Uh, Steve's hitting the big in the comedy scene. (laughs) Dude, come out July. He's actually traveling for comedy now. Yeah, I know. 45 minutes, Big time. Come out July 20th, uh, The week after that, he'll be in Cable, Illinois, at the local... uh, Yeah, doing stand-up at the downed bridge. The mezzanine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's right next to that uh, place. You don't know if it's a trailer or a house, but either way, come out for a good time. Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um... I'm just going to cut into Larry McCoy. I, w- I would rather talk to Larry McCoy than sit here and talk and, into open space. So That's let's, fine. Uh, let's, yeah, get let's get Larry on, the, on the man behind the vest. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> All right. On the phone with us, we have the guy who wears the best vest from the east to the west. Big old Larry Mac, Larry McCoy. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> How you been? Uh, oh, God, I've been good, man. Just uh, been busy. You know, amping up, getting amped up for deer season. And, uh, oh, actually getting... Just headed out west, I think, first. We're going to go after some deer and, and maybe squeeze antelope on in. So, uh, yeah, just trying to get amped up, get a bunch of work done so uh, we can go out and play. Yeah, I'm pretty jealous because Doug and Eric get to go out and hang out with you guys in Nebraska here in 
That's Shit, right. It'll be the same time I'm in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's early <laughs> September, mid-September. Yeah, well, well, we'll be sending you pics. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be all right. It'll be, be freeze on the mountain, and we'll just be hanging out drinking bush light. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully Kurt won't be able to check him because uh, he's uh, checking his uh, three hundred inch bowl. You know he's uh, he's busy cleaning it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll send yeah. you guys some pictures too. Hopefully, <laughs> heck yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Hopefully you go out there and smash one. There's nothing better than a bugling elk in your face. I hope so, man. It's going to be tough, I know, because you know public ground and that whole deal. But I'm uh, going in with the mental attitude that it's going to be a, a son of a bitch the whole time, which is that'll be fun, you know. Heck yeah, man. It's uh. You know, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. My dad's up first to bat for the, for shooting, so he's got a little more age on me. So I figured I'd give him the uh, give him the first shot. <laughs> Heck yeah! Hopefully, y'all go out there and you get it done. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's I always look forward to elk trips. Unfortunately, this year I'm not I'm not going to do an elk trip. We're going to go and do that Nebraska uh, hunt, and uh, then probably from there we're going to go up to Montana. So. Uh, uh, hopefully get some episodes shot, and we have a good time. It's going to be a good time regardless. So. And Powder River, is a PV going for eight years in a row then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old, old Philip, he's, uh, that's his second home up there, Powder River Outfitters, Travis, <laughs> and uh, the folks up there. Man, it's such an awesome place. The uh, Just, you know, hunting hunting whitetails in the bottoms there, coming out to those alfalfa fields through, the, uh, through all the cottonwoods and stuff. It's It's just amazing. I want to go out there. I want to go out west and do an antelope hunt. That's something I had on mind for maybe next year. But, yeah, watching you guys at Powder River, that's a place I want to go, no doubt. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I think I ran about every antelope out of the county last year. I was chasing <laughs> things around, spotting and stalking, and I was doing more spooking than anything. But, uh, but I'll tell you, we uh, – There's yeah, antelope we, in Iowa now, thanks to Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They really humbled, humbled me uh, just – Man, they just don't set still. You think you got one right in position, perfect place to go stock one, and uh, you get about halfway there, and and just for no rhyme or reason, they just stand up and just take off running. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, part that's part of them being in the rut. You know, they they can see so well, and literally we watched a uh, we watched an antelope spot an antelope <clears throat> a doe from I bet you it was a mile away and just take off, and all you saw was dust. Damn. And then stop and they, yeah, they're all. It's just it was crazy. But uh, a lot of people don't know time. that's the fastest land animal in North America. Oh yeah, they are fast. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Man. Oh, when it was, watch, uh, well, I just want to say, watching that uh, episode where you uh, where you went after uh, uh, the antelope, uh, you know, it, it, it to us in the Midwest, you know, we're always used to you know being in the timber and. You know, when you get further out west, you know, you're having to, you know, go on these rolling hills, creep up on the animals, and then take a bit, little bit longer shots. Do you remember how long that shot was that you took on that uh, antelope that you got? I don't. It was, it was, I had to stretch one out there, and that was, uh, but but it ended up hitting where it hitting its mark. I, I know that, because uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the best shot in the world, because there were several several arrows before that that didn't hit its mark. <laughs> uh, uh, wind was blowing, but man, it was such a good time. We were chasing antelope around and, and we had, we had some good stocks and we had some bad stocks. And, uh, you know, that's what a hunt's all about. Really. It's going, going out there and, uh, and, you know, having a good time and making memories, man. That's right. Well, speaking of shooting and long distance shooting, I was talking to you, Larry, I don't know, the last couple weeks maybe. And about, uh, 
what broadhead you recommended for my elk hunt because I'm wanting to shoot a fixed blade. And mm-hmm. you threw the um, the Viper trick up for suggestion, if I'm remembering the name right. And everyone yeah. that I've talked to, I talked to Ross Bigger for a while about because he, he shot them about the flight, and he said they flew great, um, especially for being a fixed blade. But I don't know, maybe we can kind of talk about that a little bit um, because I – I would like to shoot an expandable, but for a big animal like an elk, I'm wanting to just go fixed blade all the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, that, and that's all personal preference. I think that the Viper Trick's a good choice. It's uh, actually a, one of my favorite heads in the Slick Trick line as well. We've, uh, you know, it's got a really sleek ferrule, really slim, uh, low impact design, meaning it's a, it's more of a cut on contact type. The blade angle on the leading blade is isn't really harsh so you're not getting a lot of resistance upon impact uh basically you know that broadhead isn't meant to stop the ground is what stops it so uh uh i've i've been i shot it for years and and absolutely fell in love with the head never had any issues with aero flight out of them and uh and like i said it's it's just an, an awesome for for multiple poundage i mean even for if you have a kid shooting a light poundage the viper trick would be a great choice for uh for you as well as somebody shooting an 80 pound bow uh, so we're super, super, it's been, it's been a very, very successful head in the lineup. And I would highly recommend that, especially on any, uh, a lot of the big game animals like an elk or moose or a caribou, anything of that such. So. Do you hear guys, cause I shot raptor tricks last season. Do you hear of guys shooting elk with raptor tricks often? Yeah, we've, we, we received several photos, uh, in, you know, from customers that, that shot elk with them for sure. Uh, uh, and you know they they claim their good luck with them. Uh, we, we have not shot as far as the respective game team uh, with the Raptor trick yet, uh, just because we didn't haven't done as many elk hunts as we'd like. But uh, but uh, I, I wouldn't be afraid to shoot one uh, with my setting. Just you know the way my bow's set up, I'm pretty confident that uh, the way that that head designed from mechanical is it's gonna it's gonna do the job. For sure, yeah, for sure. What's the um? What's it? Because I was trying to pull it up on my uh, on my phone and I couldn't get a, a good picture of it. The the wicked trick um, is that yeah. something new that was uh, just released? Yeah, the wicked trick. It's a stainless steel uh, head, uh, and it's really kind of a, a hybrid head. And it, it's um it's built basically from the viper trick. It has the viper trick ferrule, the same leading blade angle. It's just you have a, a lot wider uh, bleeder blade. Uh, so your total cutting diameter is going to be uh, a little bit larger. So. Awesome. Oh, I'm to look into them. I'm trying to pull them up here on yeah. the fast, fast, blazing fast internet <laughs> speed we have in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about respect the game, Larry, because you boys are are busy. What's going on? Tell people if they haven't seen respect the game, where they can find it, and maybe just a little info about the show and what you guys got planned. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, respect the game. We've been around for a while. We've uh, uh, it, the show continues to evolve. Uh, basically, we're, we're a group of guys. We're going out and having a good time hunting and, and uh, you know, trying to get it done. The uh, Right now, you know, Sportsman's Channel, we're pretty much earned 52 weeks on the Sportsman's Channel. Uh, just recently, this uh, third quarter of this year, we, uh, we are airing on the Hunt Channel as well. Uh, you can catch us over there. We have nine airings a week over there. It's a... Uh, and then they have a VOD library where you can you'll be able to search our episodes and and watch. And then of course you know you can you can watch our stuff on YouTube as well. So uh, our website now is under construction, so we'll be updated with some with some updated content as well. Uh, 
Uh, but man, we've got a great group of guys. You know, we we work together. We love and we're passionate about bow hunting and, and hunting in general. And uh, it's just we love to get in camp and and share camps with with one another and buddies and family and everything else and just go out and uh, and have a good time. Get right. it done. Right now, speaking of which, are you going to need a new uh, cameraman now that Ryan Huser got married? Or uh, I mean, is he? Uh... That's, yeah, is he pulled off? Uh, to be determined. He got married the same day I did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did. Uh, that is yet to be determined because uh, I think he left. What was it? Two weeks ago for his honeymoon and has not returned. So. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard from him yet. Haven't even heard from him. Yeah. Uh, so respect no, the game's taking back, applications, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan's back and he's doing doing well. And uh, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, that was a pretty fun wedding for sure, and uh, you know we uh, he he made it back, and we're just anxious to get the season kicked off. Hell yeah! I was going to say we were going to take applications for working class bow hunter host, but Eric ended up showing up again. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go, yeah, I didn't even go on a honeymoon, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. Well, there might yeah. be an opening. My job's on the line every week, man. If I don't pull through with uh, flying colors, I'm gone. <laughs> hey, you're barely on our team. <laughs> Yeah, just barely. He's hanging on by thread. Yeah, he barely. <laughs> he just shows up barely in sweatpants every day. So uh, yeah. we got we got that going for us. And I'm living my best life. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, he he's a beer fetcher. He's you know cooler. <laughs> cooler. cooler. <laughs> I am right next to the cooler. You beer are me. the beer fetcher. Yeah, it's beer all coming me. real to you now, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, beer me. I'm always like, don't we got an intern for this? can't be doing all this work <laughs> the things that would make me happy with your lack of effort steve would be if you always wore a vest like larry or you always dressed in western garb those are the two things that would make everything okay <laughs> hey dude i can mix them both and call it western garb <laughs> oh Ooh, just wear like a half a cowboy hat with it's <laughs> just the sides missing <laughs> wait that would that be oh. his pork pie hat wouldn't it all right things are getting That'd dumb <laughs> Things are getting dumb, <laughs> dude. I still need that elite uh, elite archery vest, man. I would wear that every single day, like Marty McFly. Yeah, well, you never know. Uh, you never know. Might, one might just show up someday uh, over there, along with some other special goodies that you guys might be getting pretty quick. Ooh, ooh. Mm. 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 We, always, <laughs> we always like special goodies. We all just got turned yeah. on some for some reason. <laughs> mm. We're all just like, mm, yeah. What else, Larry? Tell me that's hand check. Hand check. Hand check. <laughs> that, that sweet man saying such sweet things through the telephone. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> we we can't talk about what we're getting yet, I don't think. But uh, I'll just put that out there. So if Larry wants to take that, he can. But we'll move right along. And uh, oh, let's go ahead and talk about. It. Let's go ahead and talk about it. it ain't gonna be long. We've got. Uh, yeah, for you guys, you know, uh, we appreciate your guys' this, you know partnership with Elite and stuff. So we, uh, Jeff Southall, you know, designed. Uh, uh, some special decorated risers that you guys will be uh, that you guys will be getting on some a little package in the mail with some some uh, elite rituals there that uh, I think you guys are going to like. So that, yeah, that is something we are so excited for. And let's kind of just we can kind of tell the story about how it all came to be because. I don't know, Larry, if you were in on this prank on me or what. Yeah, I don't know, but it was hilarious. <laughs> were you in the prank, Larry? Do you know what we're talking yeah, about? I'm I, I was. Jake the Snake and all that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let me describe <laughs> Let me describe the, the prank from my point of view. So it was just shortly after ATA. We hung out with you guys uh, the whole show, had a great time, and 
I don't remember exactly how it came to be, but I found out that you guys were going to do like a custom ritual for us. And yeah, because like, uh, oh. Jeff sent me a friend request on, uh, and I, I was like, oh shit, I thought I uh, maybe met the guy and. I'm like, I don't know who the hell this guy is. And, you know, he started uh, kind of messaging me, and he's like, hey, man, you know, like, really like what we do. Um, he's like, hey, you know, don't uh, don't get any uh, bows yet. I got a special project for you. I'm like, dude, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, don't worry. Well, I'll, I'll let you know here pretty soon. I'm like, okay. Well, it's like a couple weeks later, and I get – I'm working, and I, all of a sudden, like, my you know, my phone's kind of blown up, and I get, like, a couple of messages, and, you know, it's on Facebook. So I got to scroll, and, like, the first thing I see – is like this bow. I'm like, oh man, that's kind of cool. And like, I zoom in and I go, oh, that's our logo on that bow. I'm like, that's <laughs> super cool. I thought maybe, you know, he's going to be like, hey, dude, look at, I just uh, made this. You know, you can put it on your website, make it, you know, look cool. And then he starts telling me, he goes, no, dude, we have the technology to to do things like this now. And I, I dude, I, my, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, I, I have no idea what to say other than, but you were told not to tell me. I couldn't tell you, and I go, we we have to prank Kurt. I'm like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, <laughs> the, the, some of the hugest news of my life. I'm like, dude, we got to make, we got to we got to sweat Kurt here a little bit. So I get <laughs> Jeff talks, or I don't even remember how it happened, but I get <laughs> pictures sent to me from Jeff. Oh yeah, that's and it's Jeff. <laughs> the the ritual riser with like. The wrestler Jake the Snake wrapped around. He's like, I knew you you guys really liked wrestling, and Steve always talks about it, so we did you guys these custom bows. And then I uh, I was like, well, I don't even know what to think about oh, it. dude. I think I texted Steve and said, I'm going to stab you. Yeah, it was like, because <laughs> there, was, there was two of them. There was uh, uh, Jake the Snake, and then there was Ravishing Rick Rude. And he, and he goes, hey, there's two choices for you guys to choose from. And... <laughs> <laughs> dude and then like i was screenshotting everything that uh and jeff was like like i didn't even know this this guy that well i'm like dude is you know we're gonna really screw with him he's like all right he goes i don't want him to be super mad at you and when i get like um yeah i think like the, the i'll stab you part and he's like okay i'll send him the real thing <laughs> <laughs> those those two were the most god awful looking risers. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> he had like the wrestler's crotch and the tights right where you grip your bow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, which Steve liked that part, but oh, yeah. part <laughs> it, it was funny. But it was really cool. Like the design we ended up coming up with is it's badass. I think it's the coolest looking bow ever. And uh, hands like, down, Jeff's pumped about it. I think Larry's excited about it. And I'm, dude, I'm so, so pumped. I can't. I think we're all wait. equally yeah. pumped about this. Yeah. It's it's one of those like mind blowing things you never thought it would ever happen. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, the thing is, Jeff, Jeff's awful. Uh, he's very valuable asset to, to us at TOG. Very, very talented guy. And uh, being able to, to come up with some of those designs and stuff is, uh, you know, I look at it, I'm like, my gosh, man, where'd that come from? And and just whenever we he mocked up uh, the riser with it, it was just because I was actually in the factory and 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 we approved it, and I was like, oh my gosh, these things look incredibly well, man. These guys are going to be stoked for it. So we're super happy to be able to uh, you know do that for y'all and and appreciate y'all support for sure. And and I, I can't wait to get them in your guys' hands. Yeah, man, no, we I... we appreciate everything you guys do for us, and it's kind of turned out to just be like a good partnership we got going on and it, it helps that they're badass bows too and we don't just <laughs> yeah. hang out with because larry's yeah. there <laughs> yeah. yeah man I'm, i mean the thing is is at tog too it's uh 
we're we're trying to be as innovative as possible through with our factory, uh, you know, consolidation, everything going underneath one roof. Uh, so the new uh, Cam XA4 and all that, all the new products and stuff that's coming out. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's been some hiccups along the way, but we're overcoming and, and pushing forward. And, and I feel very very confident that moving forward, we're we're going to have a uh, probably the best product lineup that we're that we've ever come out with. So, well, let's talk uh, about elite. Talk about that elite mm-hmm. just in general there with the bowline because elites always put out great bows and people who've shot them or know people who have them they hear about that and uh, the ritual is just in my opinion the best. I mean, it's literally the most efficient bow on the market, but it's one of the best bows I've ever shot. But mm-hmm. the energy series kind of changed things for elite. Is is that kind of fair to say? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. We you know we. <clears throat> the Energy 35, actually, it's still in our lineup uh, today. It's, uh, it's I own one. Yeah, they're they're a great shooting bow, and and things just kind of evolved from there. We found a platform that that uh, you know people really seem to to like the feel, uh, to define that term shootability that that Elite actually kind of came up with, uh, and it's uh, it's all about being comfortable and shooting. And then you know as time went on, we built some good bows moving moving forward, and then. The ritual, you know, as as that bow was being developed, I think if you watched the launch video and stuff with Josh Sidebottom and Darren Christianberry talking about it, it's, I mean, it was true to form. That's exactly how it happened. Josh, uh, when they were testing the bow, uh, the efficiency test and all that, we we actually had to get uh, have our machines calibrated because we thought that they were they were jacked up because we were like, man, that's impossible to get a bow that efficient. And uh, so we did it. Nope, we were getting the same same uh, uh reads that we were prior and and uh, you know he just they tweaked some things and got her dialed in and and i'll tell you that, that that bow is a pleasure to shoot there's no doubt about it it is i enjoyed every second of it and i had a synergy before and i was like that's my favorite bow ever got the tempo love that and the ritual is just somehow it's just always better <sighs> i don't get how it happens yeah. like how do you get better than the ritual now like i don't see i don't know how it's possible but Yes, our, our team of engineers up there. I mean, they're they're not only engineers by you know just by going over and up, but they're hardcore archers as well. We've got some mm-hmm. you know they're so being able to to communicate with them uh, with archery terminology as far as where you want your field versus just looking at a draw force a draw force curve chart and and so on and so forth. You know, going based on feel as well. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to work with those guys, and they do a fantastic job of of developing new product, coming up with new stuff to just try to make things better based on the the prior model. So it's uh super super excited about what's coming as well. Yeah, I I think another huge thing with uh the other <clears throat> line that you guys do, obviously like target bows and things. I mean, you've got some incredibly intelligent, very good archers. You know, guys like uh, like a Nathan Brooks, Real Wild. Um, Darren Christianberry, Chance Bobop. And when you get these guys in there to be able to talk to the engineers and being as smart as they are, they're able to, you know, it seems like to me they're able to talk to engineers because if you if you work with engineers, they, they're very number-orientated. You know, it's not a bad thing, but, like, being able to communicate with them well enough to get a product that you want, I think that's a well, really like anything in my key. line of work, the agricultural market, mm-hmm. and, and tanks works the same place I do. We deal with the frustration of having to explain to an engineer that doesn't know anything about how things work, like because they've never ran a machine or sure. done this certain thing. You can tell those engineers because they don't the, the things they design don't work, 
and you try right. to tell them that they don't work, but it's hard to explain that to them because they don't have the experience to know that it won't work. Right. It works in their model. Yeah, yeah it works in their model. Yeah. On paper, it looks great. But that's what I mean, like, too, you know, they're archers, so they shoot. They can feel the difference. They can. We can tell them kind of what we're looking for. We can have one of our pro archers, uh, whether it be Darren Christianberry, Chance, even Josh Sidebottom, our COO now, uh, he's, you know, they can pull it back and they can figure out what to do to achieve exactly what we're wanting. And, and let's face it, you know what? The, we talk about target archery, which is great. It's great for our sport. And, and we want as many people to get in and go to those local 3D tournaments and, and shoot, have a good time. There's, there is a class for you. Uh, you know, a lot of people look and see all these long stabilizer bars and back bars and so on before. Don't be intimidated by it. There's a class for you. Go shoot it with your buddies and have fun. Uh, you know, we encourage that because let's face it. All of the pro archers up there, majority of the pro archers, guess where they started? Hunting. Mm-hmm. They're hunters. Yeah. They're hunters as well. You know, Darren Christianberry is a hunter. Nathan Brooks is a hunter. Real Wild is a hunter. You know, so, uh, you know, they, their passion too. Chance Bobaf, you know, he's very, very passionate about hunting. And it's just one of those things where, you know, they take that to the next level. They love the sport of archery. Uh, that they can, you know, convey it right back into the woods as well. So I just want people to really know that, you know, they're not just professional artists. They're, they're average people that they started, you know, hunting with their dad or, or they had that influence to, to get them into the sport. And, and we couldn't be happier to have those guys on board. Yeah, it, it is cool to see because Elite has so many good shooters. And, like, watching Vegas last year, it was cool. I feel, like, heavily a part of the Elite team. So watching, like, Chris Schaff and them guys in the shoot down and, and being able to cheer on the team is like a really cool perspective of watching archery. Um, it just puts that little edge of excitement in it. Yeah, it does. You know, I'll tell you, I'll watch it when I get through, man. I, it's like, I want to go shoot my bow, pick up my releases like that. <laughs> shoot. It's like crap, but no, yeah, it is. It does bring an element of excitement and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely growing in numbers and becoming more popular. You're seeing a lot more local 3ds, a lot more, you know, uh, benefit tournaments and all that stuff uh, being put on because the interest is there. So uh, I think it's incredible. Yeah, after um, when when Rio got announced that he was joining Team Elite, um, when they did that video of him, you know, it's like the setting up his bow. It's like, oh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And they break into it. Well, he's in his basement, and he's shooting. He's got, like, two target lanes in his basement. And it was that moment that I, I realized when I start looking for a house, exactly what I'm going to look for in a house. I want like a basement that's at least like 20 yards long so I could shoot down there all the time. <laughs> all year long? Yeah. yeah, no kidding. You know, I... I and, s- <laughs> it's a way to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to build a building one day and just one 20-yard lane indoor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a way to do it right there. Yeah, you, you'd never be inside, would you? <laughs> you'd be yeah. having to shoot all the time. Well, it'd be amazing, even <laughs> in the winter and stuff, out of the wind, and it just keep you in shooting shape all year. It gets brutal if you don't have a spot to shoot inside sometimes. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But so, what's I'm coming up with uh, respect the game? What uh, what besides this year? Do you guys have any hunts planned that you know that are coming up, or what are you guys going to try and get done over the next few years, if you can say? Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to uh, we're definitely going to keep expanding uh, as far as make try to make it easier for people to, to view it uh, as easy as possible. We're going to try to get some some of our older content up too, so people that are new to to follow and respect the game they can see some of the old content and, and kind of see where we came from i think that's important uh and then as far as hunts go you know we through this year we've got a lot of deer stuff planned uh 
plan on getting uh, going into next year. We're starting to work on. We got some may have some pretty good opportunities next year to do some more uh, some stuff. Uh, possibly even going back to Argentina. Ooh, uh, oh, cool! I was literally just thinking about that hunt for stag again. Yeah, for stag and and see if we can't get get another crew at Algar Safaris there. Uh, man, that's such an incredible place to hunt those things uh, free range and. And uh, it was just an awesome experience. So yeah, and you shot a uh, uh, what is it? A Pierre uh, David deer? Is that what? Do I got the name yeah. of that wrong? No, that's right. It's Pierre David deer. And what they what those are is they're they're deer that originated in China. They were almost extinct. I mean, you hear about some of them in some some ranches and stuff down in Texas that are brought in and introduced. But the only place where they're free range is is down there at Algar Safaris. Uh, so. Uh, they only allow five of those to be taken a year, uh, just for uh, herd management purposes. But uh, I was fortunate enough to take an old mature one, and uh, it was it was a tough hunt. That, that uh, basically just it ended up working out. Is that is that something that you mounted for your house, like along with that stag and the African animals? Do you do shoulder mounts on all of those, or uh, actually, what I did with that is I did a European mount, and then I had the whole hide tank. And then I got a, a write up, a write up, uh, uh, basically talking about the history of that animal that I was framing to hang underneath, uh, right, right there with him. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. What about the stag? Uh, the stag, yeah, he's, uh, uh he's actually at the taxidermist, uh, getting, uh, getting shoulder mounted. Now, I always wonder that too, like when guys go to like Africa and you shoot all those animals, if you get it, cause what I've heard is that they get kind of Euro mounted over there, then they ship them over. Mm hmm. And like there's just like salted hide at that point, isn't it? Yeah, they they call them a, like a pack and sealed where they they've got to go through and basically the hides are dried out and and folded nicely. They've been gone through, making sure there's no uh, invasive bugs or anything like that in the hide and all that stuff. So, uh, and then they they ship that back to you if you don't choose to get it mounted over there. And then then by the time it gets back, you can either you have the euro mount or you'll. Uh, or you can choose to get it mounted. Very cool. What's your wife think about all that? Is she down for all the African animals and stuff? Uh, well, I'm kind of I'm, I'm running out of space, running out of room. So uh, I thought you were going to say uh, you were kind of thinking about getting rid of her <laughs> and free up a little more space. But you know, yeah, yeah that's probably just the opposite. She's probably, yeah, it's probably just the opposite. She's probably she's probably packing my bags. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a. Uh, but no, man, they're all, it's always a cool experience to do that. I mean, obviously, diehard, I'm a diehard, you know, I like the North American animals. I like the, the mule deer, the white tail, the moose, the elk, the, uh, you know, I like to try to even score a caribou hunt here at some point and do some, do some spotting and stalking on them as well. So we'll yep. see, uh, we'll see what we can put together as a team and, uh, get everybody spread out all over the place and, and see if we can't bring some good TV to you. Yeah, I, I love your guys' show. And so since you get the opportunity to hunt all these different things and you can kind of pre-plan and do it for the show, if there was one animal that you've already hunted that was like, okay, you have to only hunt this on the show, Larry, that's that's your species you hunt every episode, what would it be? Man, that's a good question. I, uh, I, love, I love elk hunting. I love elk hunting during the rut when they're bugling and, and being able to call them and, and – uh, just uh, strategy behind it, pushing in, getting into it, and you know, getting in that zone to where they respond. Uh, but it'd be hard to let go of the whitetail hunting. I mean, I'm a Midwestern guy that's, uh, uh, you know, just diehard, diehard whitetail. You know, I, I love to chase whitetail. It don't matter early season, late season, during the rut, whatever. 
I love to get after it. See, I'm I'm worried that well, I'm not worried. I'm excited that I'm going to become obsessed with elk hunting. Like I picture them, even if it's like even if I get into the elk and can find them on public ground where we're going, you know that'll be awesome to just get near them. But if I get a shot at one, I feel like I'm just going to be so hooked that it's just going to be bad. <laughs> like I'll just yeah, be like it, done it, for. It, it will be, and if you do happen to lay one down, man, you're the first thing when you walk up on it, you're like, "Holy crap! What do we do now?" Because <laughs> they, they they definitely uh, from a body size and everything, they uh, they will they will shock you whenever they're laying on the ground. You walk up from one lane on the side, so <laughs> I'm going mid September, so I'm hoping they're rutting. So I'm hoping to get one right up in my face and just damn near trample me, which would be kind of a cool yeah. way to go, but. Yeah, that's that's a good time, you know. It's just thing is, you'll you'll be able to hear. So you should be able to hear some bugling. You should be able to, you know, see some action. You just got to find the elk and and uh, and just you know stay after them. Try to just hunt them smart. You know, that's that's really all you can do because uh, the elk will move in if you're not seeing something for two days. Uh, you know, a lot of times, man, that, you know, the next day it's like there they are. You know, I've had them just oh, okay. appear. You know, it's a uh, it's been pretty been pretty eventful i've had some pretty eventful oil counts where where you know you basically it's pretty dry you don't hear nothing see nothing your spirits are starting to drop you just got to keep the faith and keep after it because then one day that one day boom you heard your first bugle and then next it just starts to get a little bit better and better and better from there so. it's like a flip of a switch <laughs> yeah like it is like the flip of a switch that's the one thing though about that that uh is the western seasons are short you know uh from the archer so it's like uh, you know, I get kind of spoiled back here where in Missouri, you know, the season opens up September 15th and goes to January 15th uh, for both seasons. So uh, with a little break because of the gun season. But, uh, but you know, you got quite a bit of time to go out there and, and get it done. Hey, what's it uh, what's it like sharing an elk camp, elk, uh, camp with Weston Clark? I've seen him on a couple oh. of us. I've been kind of curious about how that experience is. Yeah, Weston, Weston's a good guy. The guy's a heck of an elk hunter and a heck of a caller. Uh, you know, it's uh, he's always got uh, uh, great camps lined out. He's always got great properties, and and for sure, you know, he can definitely uh, uh, he can definitely call a, call an elk. There's no doubt about that. And uh, uh, it's always been a good experience. You know, we've had a lot of success hunting out there with Weston on some of those ranches. So. Good. Uh, well, he he seems like a manly man to me. Like I feel like if I like stub my toe in front of him and showed any inkling that it hurt, like I would like disappoint him. So. He, he, he would drop an elbow. He would drop an elbow. Yeah, he got tolerated. Like he, he just tell you to, just, tell you to leave. He just yeah. stunner Steve. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, the du- and the dual game calls line it's continued to grow legs too. I mean, there's in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of call. Uh, calls out there, but uh, the technology behind the dual stuff is uh, is by far more advanced um, as far as sounding like a real, real animal. Uh, super, super easy to use, and um, you know, a lot more. You're going to be able to find dual uh, about everywhere. They will be in uh, the double back drop call being Walmart this year. Uh, actually, I saw some placement already. Very cool. uh, so it's it's continuing to grow. You know, all the way from the elk to the predator and the and the deer. Uh, man, we've got some. We got we got some a really heck of a lineup of calls, and and I don't go in the woods without them. It's uh, it's they definitely a boost of confidence for me. Let's talk about the dual elk calls in because you're always ripping one at Iowa Classic, just like <laughs> at random. I feel like, and the first time we podcasted with Philip, 
And uh, TJ, or no, it was Philip and uh, uh, Clint Swatch and, and Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, yeah. You no. were going to come in and bugle if you if you had the free time while we were recording. And so I was like on Death Count Five Alert the whole time because I was like, oh, he's going to come in and scare the hell out of me. But I've been kind of trying to learn how to do a bugle and the cow calls. And mm-hmm. how long did it take you to to get used to it or to learn it? Uh, just it just depends. The duels are, are they're really. They're really not they're pretty easy to to run, especially uh, you know that they've got the latex read on front. If you want to use use that, uh, and it's just about lip placement and being able to push the air through. Uh, and if you can just, you should just be able to put your bottom lip uh, right there on that open chamber right there with your top. You should just be able to blow and make a sound. If not, you need to put, reposition your lip. Uh, uh, just until you can get to that point to where you can, because they're super. The, the angle in which the mouthpiece is is very important, and uh, so you don't have to hold the call at an awkward angle to, to blow it uh, with the duels. And then it's got the two chamber technology, so there, you know, your your air is separated, and then the rejoined as it leaves the call. So cool. I'll master it here. I got to sit down. It seems like every time I sit down to practice, um, my wife's sitting down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to blow her ear off. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just letting them rip all afternoon in the, yeah. in the living room. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, it's a uh, duels growing some legs. I mean, the new, we did Camax from the crossbow side of things, the new Camax A4. Uh, it's out and about now and, and getting a lot of uh, traction as well. We've got a lot of really, uh, I mean, it's the quietest crossbow out on the market. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can shoot it. I challenge anybody to go shoot that thing up against the crossbow and tell me it's not quieter. Uh, it's going to at 370 feet per second. Uh, the the sight it's going to come pre-sighted in. You know, uh, with reticles out to 100 yards. Not that we're going to say, hey, we want you to go hunting and shoot animals on 100 yards because that's not the case. You know, for recreational purposes, you know, go shoot the thing if you want. And uh, but. Uh, it's the reticles. People have really been liking the reticles and the scope design. Uh, just the inboard cam system is what makes it. You know, we've got a patented inboard cam system on the A4 crossbow that's uh, really, really uh, is efficient and uh, and absorbs a lot of that uh, that noise as it's coming out, and it makes sure everything stays on track. Safety is always a big issue with crossbows. You know, so we, we've really attacked the whole safety perspective too on on the Camex line of crossbows too. We've got the A4 has two thumb savers on it, so your fingers will not get in the way of the string or the cables. So, uh, so yeah, we're super super excited about that. And and like I said, outside of that, you know, the ritual and uh, the ritual from Elite is uh, it's been a pretty sought after item, and and that that bow. By itself, it just you know you go shoot it. I've broken off bad shots and walked up and be like, man, how would it hit there? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> uh, I was like, that's all the that's the bow, not me, uh, for sure. So um, I've been pretty really really impressed with the ritual, and, and I'm excited for people to you know to get out there and, and just go shoot one, just go shoot one, and see for yourself. Absolutely. Hey, I want to uh, I want to bring this up. So uh, I'm respect the game is my favorite hunting show of all time. I, you know, we've got to meet a lot of the guys on there. Oh yeah. Fuck her up, baby. I, I, I put cha- just to let you know, I put chapstick on before I started this. So, <laughs> but I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I like, um, I like the direction that things are going in. Obviously we've got to know a lot of the guys that are out there, you know, uh, one of my heroes, Paul Biggs. 
<laughs> you know, he's at the big Z. <laughs> big legend. Z. <laughs> legend. He's at the yeah. he's at the forefront, and you know the, the the thing about the show that I I enjoy seeing is now it's on the YouTube. It's kind of the the YouTube. The, the YouTube. How old do I sound? <laughs> it's like that that B roll, you know, the unrolled uh, footage and stuff like that. And um, there's a lot of cool things you guys are starting to do. Well, there's a segment of what's in your pack, right? Oh, yeah. What yeah. you got? So I want to know coming into the deer season. You know, I, I know you got you got tons and tons of things you got, but I want to know what you have currently, Larry McCoy, the legend with the vest. I want to know what's in your pack. What are you getting ready for the season? What's your gear this year? Well, that's a that's a good question. The uh, if you ask anybody that's hunting with me, that's, I got about everything in my pack. Uh, with your name like on it number, too, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have a uh, number? Be like, do you have a number ten Torx head? Uh, hold on just a second. It's in that pocket right over there. <laughs> Grab my impact. <laughs> yeah. in the stand, but shit. <laughs> yeah, you know when you're filming hunts, you tend to you tend to have a lot of gear. There's no doubt about it. Um, so you know everything from spare batteries. Always have the water. I have you know limb saws. Uh, all, my dual game calls for sure. Always carry an extra release with me. Because uh, you never know if you drop one out of a tree or, or whatever. But uh, leave it on the truck box or, or whatever, whenever before you head out. And um, but really pretty basic, you know. I'm 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 a hunter, you know. Everything that uh, that about any bow hunter would want to carry into the tree. That's what I have. I you know pull up rope, all that stuff. Uh, I, I keep uh, readily on hand. What do you uh, recommend for this mule deer coming home, coming up that me and Eric are going to be on with you? That Man, we might uh, forget. Oh, that you might forget. <laughs> uh, as far as packing, I'm packing items and stuff. You're probably going to want to pack somewhat, somewhat light because we'll be in and out quite a bit. But we'll we'll be doing a lot of glass and definitely good glass. You know, uh, some good optics so we can we can uh, you know spot spot a deer you want to go after, and then we'll come, get a plan together and and try to move in, try to get him killed. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, you know, even though. We've never hunted mule deer before. I think it's going to be a good time. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Mule chasing mule deer is fun. It's uh, uh, that's the one thing you you're not really setting. Although out there, you know, you we could be sitting out there, you know, on a on a food plot hunting whitetails, and you could uh, it could be very likely that a that a uh, a mule deer walk up and you you shoot one that way as well. Awesome. Uh, so uh, they're definitely out there. Hidden Valley out outfitters with Corey Peterson. They've he's got. Uh, there's a a lot of a lot of animals. He's got a lot of ground and a big patch of ground that we'll be able to run around and try to spot some animals along. So. The Hidden oh, Valley Ranch. Can't wait. <laughs> no, no, nobody picking that up. All right, well, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all caught it. We just kind of moved. Past oh, okay, it. I'm sorry. I, so uh, it was. Well, you got the joke. It was just stupid. Okay. Yeah, we're right. just yeah, like, sorry. all right, uh, moving yeah. on. My bad. <laughs> oh boy. But no, we uh, yeah, we're super super stoked about that hunt too. We can't wait to get you guys out in camp too, and uh, and uh, we'll cut it we'll cut it up at at night and go chase some animals during the day. That's right. We're, That's I'm right. sending the podcast gear with them boys. So Larry, you're in charge of the podcast when when they get recording. All right, no problem. I'll I'll, I'll lead the I'll lead the pack. <laughs> you can fill in for Steve. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I, hey, there won't be any Hidden Valley Ranch jokes. I can promise you that. Oh, come on. You better, no you better freshen up on your wrestling jokes. <laughs> yeah. You better, you, better, <laughs> you better pull some wrestling knowledge out of there. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my research. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 
Oh, oh Bigsy will be out there too, so I'll have I'll turn Bigs over. Bigsy's pretty good off the top rope. <laughs> I'll be sure to send you the uh, special edition of Working Class Bow Hunter where we muted everyone else's voices out but Steve's. Oh, so God. it's just kind of like Steve <laughs> talking in loose conversation with himself. That's a, dude, that's like those when they uh, when they take songs and then they just isolate the vocals. Oh, dude, that's yeah. just rough. That's what it would be. <laughs> just Steve going, yeah. you know, you know, get, 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 get bush light wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah. you know. I, that's all it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're idiots. So, uh, yeah, the uh, – too, uh, just so you know, uh, I want to make sure that everybody that listens to this podcast too go to uh, you go to, to slickdirtbroadheads.com. You want to you want to check out the broadheads or whatever type in working class fifteen. Uh, uh, get you a pack for fifteen percent off and uh, and try them out, man. You get if you need a Scott release or something like that, go ahead and use that code as well. Anything that's uh, TOG, there, go ahead and uh, uh, dual game calls is another one. Go right ahead and working class fifteen. Wow, very cool. Get yourself awesome. a deal and try them out. So. Awesome. You guys might want to check that out because I'm season's coming near. Yeah, I'm gonna, coming I, need, I need some more broadheads before we go to <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah, I'm going to need some for Colorado. So let's get uh, get all set up. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to throw that out there because uh, uh, we, we just uh, uh, set the code up there. So, yeah, it should be good to go. So uh, anybody that's listening, get on there and uh, give them a try. Very cool. Well, oh, yeah. Larry, before we take off here, I want to hit you with some rapid-fire questions. I know we probably – Hit you with these uh, the first time you were on the show, but figured you're due up again to, to get hit with rapid fire. You answer them as quick as you can or as simple as you can, but if you have to elaborate, that's just fine. Okay. All right. Most important, who is your favorite pro wrestler of all time? Ric Flair. Woo! 16-time world champ, styling and profiling. <laughs> hey, we're not elaborating. Yeah. Hey, sorry, my bad. My bad. I got excited. Steve, Steve's a host and just full blown. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my ranch dressing and Ric Flair references to a minimum. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. What's the last song you played? Uh, when I'm gone, Craig Morgan. Favorite band? Uh, favorite band. Let's go. Uh, Creed. Favorite outdoor magazine. North American Whitetail. I was going to ask you your favorite bow brand, but uh, I, I think we can figure that I'm one out. Ask him anyway. See what he says. He's <laughs> under pressure. Um, if you weren't hunting with the Ritual, what bow would you be hunting with? Impulse 34. Uh, backstrap or jerky? Backstrap. Besides Respect the Game, your favorite outdoor-related show? I got a couple of them, three of them. <laughs> Let them yeah, let's hear them. Virtue, virtue, small town hunting, and backwards life. All nice. solid choices. All solid choice. We got to get the the small town hunting boys on here. They're supposed to be on this week, but we had to uh, reschedule. Just a fun little tidbit there. But uh, <laughs> morning or afternoon hunts? Uh, during the rut, morning, early and late afternoon. Typical deer or non-typical deer? Either or. I like them all. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> that is a great answer. I don't think we've ever had that before. We've never had that. <laughs> He's just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Would you? Um, let's do this. I'm, I'm making them up on top of my head right now. 200-inch whitetail or 220-inch muley? Two. 
220-inch muley. <laughs> he thought about it. <laughs> um, you just kill a 220-inch mule deer, and you're back at camp. Are you celebrating with beer or liquor? Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Party time. Oh, this one might get him in trouble. Hey, uh, Philip Vanderpool or Eva Shockey? <laughs> what a weird question. It is a weird question. Eva. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, PV gets no love. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you cornered him, man. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, your dream hunt. My dream hunt, Moose. Your favorite restaurant. Favorite restaurant. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Stump Larry. Got him. <laughs> yep, you got me. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> what do they serve? I'll probably figure it out. Me- Mexican food. Mm, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there you go. There yeah. you go. Them damn steak nachos, freaking, uh, what is it, the uh, Cravens deal <laughs> at the Taco Bell. Oh, you might be thinking of Taco John's. I don't know nothing about that. Favorite tree no, stand? Cravens, though. Because you guys learn how to read the menu, Steve. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I got lucky. I ordered a number 14, and I liked what I ate, so I just remember 14 every time I go there. God. Uh, your, your favorite tree stand snack? Granola uh, bar. If you could pick one superhero power, what would it be? Uh, X-ray vision. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fixed mechanical broadheads. Both. Okay. Face paint or face mask or neither? Uh, face paint. All right. Fill in the blank here. <laughs> During hunting season, my wife blank. <laughs> uh, happy. Happy. <laughs> oh, you're home again? When's your next time? <laughs> During the air quote off season, your favorite thing to do is blank. Fish. When I'm bored in the tree stand, I like to blank. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, scroll. <laughs> uh, get on my phone. Atta boy. <laughs> That's all we got. We got to update those questions. But we need to add some crazier ones. We need ones to come with there. a new list because we kind of hit them, everyone with them. Yeah, we, we need to delete this list and come up with a new one. And uh, we'll throw some harsh ones in there next just to mix it up a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Larry, thanks for everything you've done for us, man, and coming on our show whenever we text you. I don't know why you do it. I figured by now you'd be like, I'm sick of those guys. And, and we, <laughs> This might have done it, dude. He might just be like, you know what? That ranch comment just set it off. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the tipping point. It tells me Eric to piss oh, off. No, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm always, uh, yeah, anytime you guys want me on for sure, man. Uh, too, we get some of the other, uh, some of the other RTG guys on, and you can razz them about me. Let's do it. <laughs> because uh, uh, they probably got a lot to say. <laughs> I've been texting Paul Biggs every day for the last month to see if he's available for a podcast next week, and he just won't respond, so I don't man. know. He's just too big, <clears throat> you know? He talks to me yeah. every day. What the hell? Man. He's avoiding you. It's tough. I just thought he was too big, you know? Maybe he likes ranch. 
<laughs> hey, this might have sold him in. He's like, hey, those guys like ranch. I like ranch. I'll do another podcast with them. And then we're like, he calls in. It's like, oh, sorry, dude. We got your brother on instead. <laughs> My bad, Paul. <laughs> we got Ty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will be the last time we talk to Larry, and then Doug and Eric will see him in camp in Nebraska, and then Larry just won't say a word to you guys yeah, the whole hilarious. time. He's just. A good- oh, no. We're going to have a good old time. Yeah, we'll have a good old time out there. We'll make. Hopefully, make some good TV, and uh, uh, it'll be a fun time for sure. Awesome, awesome! Damn, There'll be yeah. some working class bow hunter gear floating around there. We still- oh yeah, for sure. I, I got a little pet care package uh, from me with some hats, and and got me a sweet uh, working class bow hunter T shirt, dude. I've been sporting it around, wearing the threads out. So yeah, well, you got you got to wash it every once in a while, you know. <laughs> Oh, I will. It's not that dirty yet. <laughs> I think next year we're going to have only, vests. It's only been four days. It's only been four days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next year we got to have vests. We'll have working class bow hunter vests, a special edition vest. With my number on the hey. back. Oh, dude, yes. What number would you be? Say, so, do you have a number? It'd be double zero, dude. I'm a rebel. Ooh. That's, not, that's, that's basic. What? What number do you want me to say? I was going to say something four. like uh, seven. Uh, I'd be number seven. I'd rock number you're not seven that, You're not that lucky, though, so it's got to be like six. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Dude, I bet. Negative I'm the, four. I'm the Brett Favre of wearing vest. Yeah. Three and a half. How do I recover Vicodin and uh, Budweiser? Allegedly. I'm not saying anything. That's a sports <laughs> okay. reference. Right? Green Bay Packers fans are like, Dude, you're letting the secret out. All right. Well, I think that's about time to wrap her up, huh? Just saying. Uh, Let's see. uh, Vicodin, Budweiser, ranch dressing. Yeah, this podcast went to shit for real. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Thanks, Larry. We appreciate you, man. Go check out Respect the Game, Sportsman's Channel, Hunt Channel, YouTube. I'll link all that in the description of the episode so you guys can uh, click away there uh, when you get done listening to the show. Um, If you enjoyed this, share it up. Give us a rating on iTunes, five stars only. Eric, you got anything to add? <laughs> no, Larry, just uh, thanks for all you do, and looking forward to Nebraska, man. Hey, thank you, man. Looking forward to it as well. Appreciate you guys having me on. Doug? Uh, basically what Eric said, looking forward to hunting with you. <laughs> Intern? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Uh, that's all we got oh, here in the studio. You didn't ask me if I wanted to add anything. Yeah, would you want to add anything, Steve? Hidden Valley Ranch is awesome. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Go shoot your bow. We love you. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.